Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we are joined for the first time ever by my sister Beatrice. Beatrice, how you doing? Great. So, uh, how much do you know about Parker? Uh, not much. Well, Parker uh, lives in Texas, and he likes superhero movies and uh, horror movies. He, he's really into right. horror movies like, you know, Wish Upon and stuff with, like, monsters like Dracula and Frankenstein. So uh, we decided that as a group, we would all watch Van Helsing, which happens to have Dracula and Frankenstein and even a werewolf. It's all horror movie stuff. Parker likes shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sure do. <laughs> uh, it was also directed by Stephen Summers, who did The Mummy. We record a podcast about that. Don't listen to that episode. And uh, we thought that The Mummy was a really good movie. Yeah, weird. All these pieces I like came together. Yeah. <laughs> in this really, really good movie. Yeah. So, uh... It's great. Great film. Now, before we get into it, we don't have any news for the week, but we do have some recently watched. Uh, Parker, do you want to go first? Oh, you just want to hear me talk about the cinematic masterpiece that is Maximum Conviction. <laughs> Please do. So, first of all, this movie had a budget of $10 million, which has to be a money laundering scheme. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the movie is... It's exactly as bad as you think it is. It's almost not worth watching until we get to the end of the movie. Now, now first, before we go any further, this is the one with Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, All who right. share the screen a total of twice. Oh. Clearly we're filming on very separate days <laughs> in separate parts of the set. By the way, the set that they were filming that they got kicked out of because Man of Steel showed up. <laughs> they said, no, we're filming here now. <laughs> so they had to pack up and move the Look at me. elsewhere. I am the director now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wrote a lot of stuff down. Because it's bad. But there's... I just want to talk to you about the ending. So Steven Skull is having a showdown with this guy. Steven Skull, who... I've never seen one man move less in an action scene in my entire <laughs> life. Like, There's like jump cuts and speed ramping as he stands perfectly still and moves his hands. It's incredible. But he's talking to the bad guy, right? And they're having this whole standoff like, Ah, we're on the same side, all a bunch of garbage. <laughs> yeah. And the bad guy says, and I quote... It's me. I'm the fucking bad guy. And then Steven Seagal says, well, I'm the good guy. And then he throws him into a mine and he explodes. <laughs> it is 90 minutes of garbage and then 30 beautiful seconds. I regret nothing. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. You're never coming on the show again. <laughs> uh, anything else? Boy. I took a trip to a place that you might be aware of. A little place called Jurassic Park. 
I watched all four of those bad boys. A bad is certainly the word. Buckle up, motherfucker, because we've got takes. All right. Now, so all four of these movies I had only seen once in my life. Like, I've seen bits and pieces when they rerun on TV, but sitting down start to finish, I've seen each of them once. So it turns out Jurassic Park is kind of incredible and holds up better than you would think it would. Yeah. Like, it is a fantastic, all-time great movie. But does it hold up in the sense that, like, the CGI and everything, does that still hold up? Yes. I would say it does. The CGI is so much better than 2 or 3, it's incredible. Yeah, that was, like, the movie for CGI. That was the one that convinced people, oh, wow, Hollywood is really gonna go some places. Yeah. Like, there are some scenes where it's, like, a little bit faded, but... It's fucking incredible. I remember there's a there was like a scene with a brachiosaurus where his clear was kind of a puppet, but I mean that that T Rex in the shadows and everything. 1993, the fucking juggernaut in Deadpool 2 looks worse than most of the dinosaurs in that movie. So you know what? It's true. Yeah. So true. And like my biggest takeaway was like there are plenty of things that don't make logical sense. Like you could do a cinema sins video, go well, how didn't they hear the T Rex coming in this scene? And he'd be an asshole. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. It's an incredible movie. I'm not trying to shit on people, but if you watch CinemaSins, that's more embarrassing than watching the nostalgia critic right now. Whew, that's a... That's a... <laughs> this is just me being a the other bullying people. You're such a yeah, Now let me talk to you about The Lost World Jurassic Park. Alright. That movie... fucking sucks. So badly. It might be worse than Crystal Skull. It is so ungodly boring. Now, if I remember I correctly, it. Lost World is, that's the one with, um, what's his name? It's actually on the tip of the uh, he, uh, like Oh, you better believe he comes back and he's front and center. He's got his black You know daughter. that thing? You know? Yeah, that's not explained. Yeah. Hey, you know that thing where you see a movie, you're like, oh, this side character's pretty funny. What if in the sequel we make him the main character and how it never works out? And yeah. They just take away two of his kids. I'm pretty sure he says he has three kids. No, that's just the one. Don't worry about him. And by the way, the movie does what I hate. And I'm stealing this joke entirely from the We Hate Movies episode about this movie. Mm-hmm. But it has a little stowaway kid. Because they're literally sneaking their way onto the movie. Like, ah, oh, gosh, you thought you were going to watch Dinosaurs, now I'm going to use gymnastics to be the Velociraptor. Which is one of the funniest scenes of the movie. Just the face that thing makes before it gets kicked through a window. God, it's just... Watching this movie now, in 2018, you can tell he just finished Schindler's List and he's about to do Amistad. Because there is no joy to be had in it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. This is a miserable movie. The studio's just demanding a sequel here. Let's have Vince Vaughn in a serious role. Like, I don't know why he came back for it because there is no passion whatsoever this is the, it's one of those movies where the ultimate thing is like the, the worst creature that ever inhabited the earth man like the middle 20 minutes is just poachers rounding up cute dinosaurs what the fuck it's like yeah I don't thanks, watch guys. this I get it human beings there's like a solid out. 10 minutes of them using a baby T-Rex's bait and just screaming in pain because it has a broken leg like wow thanks guys the whimsy and wonder Thank you so much for letting me bring my kid to this movie. Why does the T-Rex eat a dog? Great. <laughs> Thanks. So tell me about uh, Jurassic Park 3. I will, but just want to put a little bow on this from what I got from the first two movies. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful, old, old lovable John Hammond making these little islands, these cute little monsters. Mm-hmm. 
He should be put to death. <laughs> that motherfucker made pterodactyls. <laughs> they could just fly off whatever the fuck. That he should be murdered. He put the entire world at risk. He is a war criminal. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true, but he also made Gandhi. Holy Jesus, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want some hot takes about Jurassic Park 3? Yeah, go ahead. It is much better than The Lost World, and it is a brief 90 minutes. See, that's, I think I agree with that because it's 90 minutes. You know, The, the Lost World was way too long, whereas the 90 minutes, it just kind of flies by. You're just like, oh, it wasn't good, but I also don't really care. That movie is over two hours, and they don't get that T-Rex in San Diego or wherever until, like, the hour 50 mark. I remember that should have been the entire movie. When did uh, Jurassic Park 3 come out? I think that came out before you were born. Right, Patrick? Probably. Yeah, uh, I remember we actually saw that one in theaters, and I remember just being confused as hell by it. I was just like, what, I, what are they doing here? I have a distinct memory of this movie, and I hold it dear in my heart, because I remember when it came out, I was pretty young, and a bunch of my friends saw it in the theaters, and they were scared of it, and they dared me to watch it. And for the first time, I wasn't the biggest pussy while watching a movie. <laughs> I was confused as to what they were scared by. And that's the first and one of the only times that's ever happened, and I hold that dear to me. What is the scary scene? Those little dinosaurs all swarming the girl? I, I guess. Yeah. You don't even like, see by it, the way. Guess who forgot William H. Macy's little buddy mustache oh, was in it? Yeah, that's This yeah. guy. This guy right here oh, forgot. Oh, that's good. That, but I, do you remember the ending of that movie, by the way? Uh, don't it is he ignores his so phone or something abrupt. to play with his family or something? Okay, so you know you've got the big old Spinosaurus roaming around, right? Yeah. They get away from it. They get cornered by the raptors. The raptors run off because they hear the helicopter show up. Mm -hmm. They go, ha, oh, the Navy's here. And then the credits roll. Oh, yeah. Like, at 90 minutes exactly, they're like, fuck, pull the plug, we're done. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the dinosaurs got scared of the big lab machine. Da, 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 yes, exactly. Da, da, da. And then we see a close-up shot of pterodactyls flying off. Which uh, seems to bode poorly for the future. Um, I, I, the, the one scene I really remember from that movie is he's sitting on the airplane daydream and he hears Alan, Alan, and turns <laughs> on some velociraptor <laughs> saying, Alan. <laughs> that fucking gif showed up on my timeline tonight. Good. And it was, a, it was beautiful. That scene is incredible. That's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in my life. Alan. <laughs> now we get to the complicated one. Oh. Chris, Jurassic World is bad. But it is incredibly watchable. It is probably the second most watchable one behind the original. Like, the vibe I get... Please keep defending like, this shit. Imagine if Jurassic Park came out in, like, 1983 instead of 93. And then a studio like Canon Films saw it. And they're like, you know what? We could make that movie. But then someone gave them, like, $200 million to make it. You know? It is incredibly bad. Like... You've seen it, right? Just because Mike likes it doesn't mean you have to like it. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. That woman getting ripped apart by the pterodactyl is the meanest thing I've seen in movies this year. And I watched Last House on the Left a couple months ago. Oh, oh. It's so... I love that movie. She gets ripped... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Skirt! What? Never mind. Like, what do you mean, never mind? She gets drowned, like, eight different times. Like, just ripped apart by pterodactyls and then eaten by a giant water dinosaur. It's so fucking mean-spirited. Yeah, bring your kids. It's so... 
See, that's like, the thing. Is I like, completely forgot. There's a subplot where Vincent D'Onofrio's fat ass wants to use raptors in the military. I, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. There, there's a lot of moments in that movie that kind of remind me of like a bit of the 80s sort of thing where they desperately needed a PG-13. Whereas nowadays yes. you look at the PG-13 rating and actually Van Helsing is kind of a good example where it's like PG-13 is probably not the right age. They need like a sliding scale of PG-13. Like this one's going to have a bit more blood and killing than some of the other ones, you know? It's so goddamn absurd they made a giant dinosaur that can cloak itself like the Predator. <laughs> it's so shitty, but so much better than The Lost World because it's not a boring sack of garbage. Like I said, it is not good, but it is watchable. Much like another movie you made me watch. <laughs> oh, wait, I made you watch? Well, which one is that? Oh. Uh, the title of the episode, uh, buddy. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, then, did you watch anything else? The last thing I'll say about uh, Jurassic World is uh, Alex asked me before she left last time I saw her. She said, let me know when you guys are doing Jurassic World 2 because I want to be on that episode. And I told her, we will not do Jurassic World 2. <laughs> I will find a way to weasel out of this. If, I, if I can't make him watch The Seagull, then I can't do it. Those are not comparable films. <laughs> I think they're not. very similar in different ways. <laughs> the last thing I'll say is I watched Kill List, which is Ben Wheatley's first movie. And God do I love watching a movie where it starts one way, and for the first two acts you keep getting hints of like, something fucky's going on here. I don't know what, but it might get supernatural, and then you get to the third act... And shit just goes completely off the rails. I absolutely love movies that do that, and Kill List certainly does. I remember getting and that. Text also has that. I like that, yeah. one of the most uncomfortable dinner scenes I've ever seen in my life. Boy, you see a God. lot of those, don't you? I, I remember oh I just rattling off movies of those. God, God Almighty! <laughs> Nothing like a couple arguing in front of their guests. It's like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Like, as soon as, like, they're alone in the room, he just mutters, like, we have all this fucking silverware, and you put it in the Pyrex. Like, oh, good, this dinner's gonna go super well. <laughs> and then it doesn't. And then he realized afterwards, like, oh, the kid's upstairs. It's cool. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, boy. And uh, I think that's it. I have had a long work week. Boy. So thank God for Jurassic Park, because, like I said, they're all bad, except for the first one. They're all varying levels of bad, but... Boy, they just they just wash right over you. They are very watchable. You don't have to pay any attention. Oh, that's nice. Got to hang out with your girlfriend. Had a good time. I watched. Oh, uh, fucking worked six days last week. Jeez, tired old bear. Oh, that's terrible. I watched a 1950 black and white film noir called <laughs> The Asphalt. How many dinosaurs are in that one? <laughs> Not enough. It's called The Asphalt Jungle. It's directed by John Huston. It's supposed to be one of the greatest film noirs of all time. I. Yeah, I, it could not hold my attention, so I don't have anything to say about it. Um, then with Alex, the, the girl one, I watched a, a movie that the boy Alex really recommended. It's called Hail Caesar. Uh, guess what? I bet you loved it. I bet you loved it. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very well done. I thought it was uh, extremely funny in different places. I don't know what my favorite part would be. I think one of the really underrated funny scenes is when... Uh, Scarlett Johansson is emerging from the water and she just does like this eyebrow raise. <laughs> Can we agree that Han Solo crushes it in a small role? He's so good at that movie. Would that 
it were Ooh, so. That as it were. <laughs> Actually, I think my favorite scene is where when they're all debating what God is at the table. I was like, that's yeah, the most Coen Brothers shit I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. Like, like as soon as that movie ended, I saw it at Alamo, and like the middle of the day, I was like, well, everyone's good at it, and none of it clicks for me. I'm going to come back in like three years and realize I was wrong. No, you know, it's... I mean, one of the biggest criticisms with Hail Caesar has been its plot. As far as I can tell, people have been like, the plot's kind of convoluted. It doesn't seem to mean very much. But I, I think that kind of reminds me of a whole lot of Coen Brothers movies. Um, and which I, I don't even think that's uh, that bad of a thing. I think the movie works pretty well because it's essentially a comedy. It uses it as an opportunity to make a whole bunch of jokes, and most of those jokes work. I think that the stuff with Tilda Swinton, I could have done without. But, uh, boy, I laughed so hard. Just her weird-looking face with the eyebrow raise went out of that. I love the tap dance song with Channing Tatum. Need more Channing Tatum. Yeah, dance. if they had had, like, two more scenes of him in there, it would have been a perfect 10 out of 10. And having him as the secret communist at the end of the movie was really <laughs> funny. With the dog jumping <laughs> into the dog. just going, no! That was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think overall it's a pretty good movie. So... Uh, recommend Hail Caesar. That might be a top five Coen Brothers movie. Um, then I watched at the behest of the male Alex, Shot Collar, uh, which is not Shock Collar as I thought it would be. No, it is Shot Collar, starring Jamie Lannister from Game of Bones. And uh, <laughs> I it's, love him. He, he's like in his forties, right? Probably. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, Shot Collar is an actually comic good movie. Uh, it was surprisingly good, and as soon as I put it on, Dad came down, sat next to me, and we were like, "Oh, I remember this movie. This movie's really good." <laughs> and I was just like, "That's gonna color the experience in some in some capacity." Uh, you know, I could talk about a whole lot of things in this movie. I could talk about how it's it's a lot deeper than people seem to think, and how this the movie all builds up to a conclusion that you don't really expect. Like, you, you think it might go to this in some sort of way, but it's like every other movie that was made in this sort of, like, framing style would have done something, like, really predictable. This goes to something where it's a bit of a bittersweet ending in, in some sort of way. There's, like, no way he could have possibly won, but in the end still gets what he wants. Uh, overall, that stuff is all fine and good to talk about. The number one takeaway I have from this is, Jesus Christ, I do not want to go to jail. <laughs> it looks like it oh, would, would eat you up, baby boy. <laughs> I would not have a good time in prison. There is no way for me to get bootleg DVDs. And the other, uh, no, I'd be making them, I guess. And the other movie is I took my 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 bouncing baby sister out to the movie theaters at Alamo Draft House, got the popcorn, got the pretzel, got the loaded fries. And we oh, watched so good. Yeah, we watched 1988's Big, starring Tom Hanks, which has the worst movie poster of all time. And I can safely say this, Parker: some movies are classics for a reason, and the reason Big is a classic is because it is good as hell. I had no idea it was going to be this good. It is one of the more relatable movies I've ever seen. It is heartwarming. The ending goes on a little bit too long for me, but boy, I was laughing so hard. I think the best line in the entire thing is John Lovitz is telling him, like, check out the woman in red over there. All you need to do is say hello, and she'll have her legs wrapped so tight around you, you'll be begging for mercy. <laughs> he just responds, whoa, I'll make sure to avoid her. <laughs> <laughs> The idea of John Lovitz talking about any sort of sexual act 
<laughs> Makes my dick retreat inside of me. <laughs> the most vile thing I've ever heard. Just the radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I've never been laid. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast intro. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I can highly recommend Big. Uh, you know what's really surprising is that uh, writing about a young boy and how young boys act and think and feel, that is extremely difficult, even for most male directors. And this is directed by a woman, Penny Marshall, and she does an excellent job of it. She does almost as good of a job as uh, Stephen King. Stephen King is probably the best writer for children I think I've ever read. I mean, he, he really does get it more than anyone else. Uh, now, Parker, uh, side note, this is a movie I watched years and years ago, and it kind of ties into Big. Have you ever seen the movie Jack? Oh, my goodness. Oh, buddy. J- Did not yeah, finish J- Jack. Jack is that Robin not Williams good. thing directed by, of all people, Francis Ford Coppola. That movie sucks. So Yeah, that's about what I remember. So I watched that movie with uh, Bill Cosby. You watched that movie with Steven Seagal. In a way, we both watch movies with guys with sex dungeons. Yeah, I mean, you know what? No extradition, baby. Yeah. We so, did it. Yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't backtrack and say there's a scene where Stone Cold Steve Austin impales a guy on a workout bench and says, no pain, no gain. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> Alex, I know you're listening. I'm sorry it took me so long. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's a real good movie. It's not. But it is. It's not, though. But it is. it is. There's so many scenes where someone's talking to Steven Seagal and he's not in frame because you know someone's standing in for him. It's so good. He, God bless him. He had to be squinting somewhere else. <laughs> like, there was literally... He had some joke. Let me scroll up. He goes, Why don't you fuck your mama and one of your pet poodles? And I had to rewind it four times because he, he mumbled it at that volume during a gunfight. He cannot be bothered to yell it. I love him so much. Except for the whole sex dungeon rape thing. Right. You know, other than that, he's pretty cool. Yeah. You should read his book. Mm-hmm. I'll, really I'll get right on. I, my, one of my roommates in college obsessively watched that show where he was a sheriff. Oh my god, it's so good. See, this thing on Long Man's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking drove through that guy's house. <laughs> 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 fucking Joe Arpaio just driving through that guy's house. <laughs> Do you think he'll get pardoned by Trump? So. They're gonna pardon him and Blagojevich in the same week. <laughs> oh, so uh, you know who the actual best part of Shot Collar is? Because it's not Jamie Lannister. It's actually you don't say. It's actually our boy Jeffrey Donovan. Oh my goodness! The, my man, not just from Dad's favorite show Burn Notice, but also from uh, Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. He's in this and is almost unrecognizable. He put on a ton of weight and has a receding hairline and plays the neo-Nazi with glasses and bottles. And he is immediately like, he's a character you latch on. He's like, I don't know, I, I like this neo-Nazi. Like, no wonder Dad liked this movie. Anyway, oh jeez. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Alright, uh, Parker, are you ready to talk about Van Helsing? I am, and I have a lot of questions to ask you. Okay, uh, first of all, I think I'd like to give you a bit of a background on this. So, cast your mind back. It's, uh, Christmas of 2005, I believe, and, you know, families all gather around the tree, we're in our jammies, and we're like, oh, open this one. It's from our friend Cliff, who lives up in New York. 
And what do we see? We see a clear plastic jewel case inside <laughs> is a DVD-R with Van Helsing written on it in marker. <laughs> and Dad gets really excited because we all saw this in theaters and we really liked it. So we, now we get to watch it. And <laughs> Wait! In my head... The first family viewing was at home. No. Y'all saw this in theaters. I remember seeing it in theaters. I, I definitely remember seeing it in theaters. I, I, you I, guys I all saw this in them. theaters. I don't know. You know, I don't think you I don't think you were. I think you were like uh eight years old when it came out. So uh, I think this was that a Henry has and Chris never movie. Mom and Dad. Well okay. To be fair, I also saw Braveheart in theaters when I was five. So, but, uh, I'm, I don't know. I think maybe this is one where they were just like, oh, let's get a sitter or something like that. Cause I, I definitely she can't handle the extreme action of Mr. Hyde's giant ass. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I remember seeing this one in theaters cause I, it's one of the things like watching this movie, I keep remembering like, oh yeah, I remember that theater experience. So this movie is, maybe I fell asleep. <laughs> what was the theater experience? The theater experience was really good. It, this is okay. I, I actually hold this as a serious uh, thing here. Is I actually think that this movie was a lot better in theaters than it was at home. Now, if I could continue my story before you make fun of me for saying <laughs> I'm that. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was. Thereupon began a field family tradition of watching this. What once every three hours or something, where <laughs> we like would make air. a big bowl of popcorn after a day of playing backyard two hand touch like the Kennedys, and we're like, "Huh, oh, let's all sit down and ooh and ah our favorite parts of bootleg Van Helsing." <laughs> I wow, you, Chris, you say sounds like y'all had a field day with this one. Indeed, we did. <laughs> this is a this is our family heirloom, our bootleg. Waiting six days to say that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we gotta find that thing and post a picture. That'll be the picture we post on TurboBlock.net. The family crest. Two slide like, rolls and a DVD. <laughs> you, you spurned that on me, like, before we started recording. Like, yeah, this burned DVD. <laughs> I've had such a vivid picture in my head, and then you just... <laughs> the whole family just gathered around <laughs> Clumsily burned DVD <laughs> to watch some shit ass 240p rip. <laughs> no wonder he thought the effects were good, motherfucker. <laughs> Someone fucking ripped it from their real player. There you go. <laughs> oh, his effects don't hold up. You think? God almighty. <laughs> Cliff probably cut it off LimeWire or something like that. It's like, oh, it's good enough for them. <laughs> I think he just made copies of what he had because it had the DVD intro. Like, You're right, video yeah. And everything. Yeah, so it wasn't like one of those, it wasn't one of those fake copies. This is a real thing. No Chinese <laughs> subtitles at the bottom. So uh, he <laughs> he regifted you, Van Helsing. <laughs> he so he would. Like, <laughs> he loves us. You don't understand. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> He would send us actual DVDs later on, such as Balls of Fury and uh, Bruce Lee, A Warrior's Journey, which actually is a pretty good DVD. Oh my god, there's so much going on here. <laughs> oh, well, I think we can get into Cliff in a later episode. He's his own episode right there. Oh my oh, god. Can we, get, can we get him to guest? I love him. Can you just find some of these DVDs for me? I just need pictures. I think I, it's in the computer room. If, oh, that means it's... I thought you were going to say in the computer. The I remember that. <laughs> Just the computer. The family no, computer. No, it, it's actually the library. Yeah. Oh, 
car. That that room is in disrepair. Um, <laughs> Go to the records database file on Van Helsing. Uh, it's in the it's in that uh, drawer with all the tax information. Oh no! <laughs> bills, four hundred one k's, Van Helsing DVD bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the lockbox of Van Helsing is a two key situation. Uh, two fields must be present. It's like an Ant Man. You need someone's fingerprint in order to get in. <laughs> It's, it's one of those things among the family heirlooms that gets passed down to the oldest son, which means I win. <laughs> Enjoy all those DVD sets of Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> you filthy animal. He just gives you a map. <laughs> so I haven't now believe it or not um, like what has 12 faces and two hands it's in the grandfather class and there's another clue was this Nancy Drew oh. or he just gives you a scroll with like two sentences oh it says in the garage it'd be a giant map but all that's missing is like three sentences in Latin in the lower left hand corner I have a scroll for no reason <laughs> it all adds up I've been up. carrying this around my neck for 20 years <laughs> All this time, I had no idea that the skull was on my body. That's a little reference to, uh, was it the Phantom? Jesus. Of the opera? Oh my god. No, not of the opera. <laughs> so, Beatrice really likes the Phantom. Is that, is that in this movie? I love that movie. I love oh, monsters. I love the book. They're both good. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it, it doesn't have pictures. You um, disgusting book readers. Yeah. I feel outnumbered. Yeah. Um,. So I, I make a lot of jokes about how, uh, well, it's not really a joke, it's actually completely serious, how Con Air is my most watched movie of all time. It's so uh, good. Van Helsing might be in my top 20 most watched movies. I have seen Van Helsing more than I have seen most div- most Disney movies that I owned on VHS when I was five years old. You're uh, such an anomaly of a person, because every week you come on here, oh, I watch this uh, French movie that's four and a half hours long in black and white about a Serbian child carrying a rock up a hill. It was adequate. Yeah, I've seen Van Helsing 400 times. Because <laughs> it's not like it came out when you were a kid. Like, that's it's mid-2000s. Parker, have you ever you seen like, really one of those old gangster in. movies where some kid grows up in poverty and then he gets a taste of success and starts wearing, like, <laughs> ermine fur or something like that? Like, come on, that's basically what i'm doing i grew up with i used to eat fucking van helsing 12 dozen times a day you you, you get sick you of after a while. we got dracula and frankenstein's monster oh you think that's oh, enough geez. man we got the wolf man motherfucker boy do we ever. yes we do uh briefly anyway. chris tell me please why this movie's two hours long. <laughs> oh my it's, god it was the so look long. yeah we the look figured. on my face when he texted me the runtime yeah i it felt like i got punched in the stomach yeah <laughs> the nerve of this movie no so she and i rewatched it because we were just like yeah we should watch it like we you know revisit it and like see the scenes that we missed i was there were a couple of moments where i was like oh i forgot about that and uh recite it from now i have to admit you. where i texted you and i said uh good news or I guess bad news or something like that. I said, I still like this movie. That was in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Boy, the bloom goes off that rose pretty quickly. I gotta tell you, I I dozed off like three times during this movie. Uh, Beatrice, was I snoring? Yeah. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Can I just say, I don't know what it is with Universal. We got this movie and I watched four Jurassic Parks. The amount of volume writing I've had to do this week 
This movie is so fucking quiet. Oh, yeah. I was so angry the entire time. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with it. And, like, it's not just Hugh Jackman mumbling through his lines. It's, like, every, even when the characters are loud. Like, Kate Beckinsale gets pretty loud, and even then it's just like, why, why can't I hear this? And you have to turn it up, you start hearing the echoes of all the rain, you know? Like, most of the time on the soundbar, I've got the volume between, like, 12 and 16. I had it on fucking 30, and they were still like, shit, no, shut the dog up. I didn't hear that line. <laughs> like, why is this, why are they trying to keep it a secret? Did you watch this with a little lady? Oh, yeah. She, uh, don't know why she did. <laughs> it was just one of those days, like, look, it's the day off. I'm not leaving this couch. You can put on whatever you want. I gave her a fair warning. Alrighty, you know. Thank, thank God for the Switch being a thing. You can just pick that up at a moment's notice, and you're just you're just off in high room no, doing whatever you, know you want, what? not paying attention to this movie. <laughs> but not me. I had to take notes. <laughs> so the movie starts off in ye oldie London townie, and... Uh, he... Wait. Oh, wait. Actually, no, it doesn't. You're right. The... Oh, you're right. Okay, Dumbass. so it starts... Up... Well... See what oh I put up God, with? This is how it starts. This is just like having Alex on the podcast. Again. Look, where is Notre so, Dame Cathedral? Who is <laughs> She's playing trivia shit or whatever. Um, so the movie yeah, actually Yeah, who in your family off, would do that obnoxiously? The movie actually starts off in black and white. In, uh, I thought awesome. that was cute. Yeah, so it's kind of like, like Young it. Frankenstein in a way. Uh, and yeah? <laughs> yeah, another classic. Is it? And it actually does or have like Frankenstein. putting on the shits. High five. And you're just like, Frankenstein's <laughs> in this, and immediately I want to picture my dad. Because my dad actually read Dracula before this movie came out, and he and I both like the book, Dracula. It's, I, I think it's one of the better books I've read in my life. And uh, immediately, as soon as he sees Frankenstein, he's a little bit confused. Because he's like, wait a minute, Van Helsing was in Dracula, not in uh, Frankenstein. Just imagine your dad slamming the book shut. Bunch of liberal bullshit, and just never speaking of it ever again. (laughs) See, that's not very far off, is it, Beatrice? And uh, so that that starts, and then Dracula's in the same windmill as Frankenstein, and that's when you realize what sort of movie this is going to be. That whole scene is... uh, think they're trying to be funny with it like oh, uh, at some yeah. point it's like i could never use him for evil and uh dracula just says i could <laughs> and i don't know why but i i kind of chuckle at that line. i was like i can do it <laughs> and i do uh, appreciate how this is before like iron man and all that stuff before all these cinematic universes tried to incorporate everything they're just like we're just gonna throw all of them into this movie <laughs> regardless of whether they fit or not because spoilers Frankenstein's monster doesn't belong in this movie. Yeah, I have to admit, this Every movie would be closer to like 96 minutes if he wasn't in this movie. Every time he shows up, it's like, oh, that's supposed to be in the sequel. And he just kind of threw it all together in one big pot, huh? Yeah. Uh, although I do kind of like the end where he's like going off on his own little raft, like in the book, which he didn't read. And uh, I, I think... <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. the way he yells. Yeah, which, oh, we have, to, we have to do that right now because that's one of the things. It's like, so they burn down the building, Dracula dies, or Frankenstein dies. And he's holding his, his dead father's body and he's just going, why? Why? Like he's... <laughs> Fucking bro- I just want to be alive! <laughs> oh, fuck. He's, God, just, no. he's saying it like Brian Blessed. Tarzan! Gordon's alive! The look on that Dracula's face as he sees his windmill burning. Now, Beatrice... 
try to keep the drool contained and talk to me about Dracula in this movie. Oh, he's so Please tell me about evil John Hamm. I'm so excited. (laughs) He's always, like, floating around with his arms up like a ballerina. Ballerino is Do you enjoy him so much because he's dressed like he's about to welcome you to the Black Parade? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) His fucking jacket is the most My Chemical Romance ass thing. <laughs> he needed he needed a wallet chain, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he definitely did. Or those black jeans with all the straps. Oh, those are the best colors. I wish Dracula was a cyber goth. That's what I'm trying to say. So how much Final Fantasy do you think this guy played? Never mind. I know the oh answer. Uh, so the movie then jump cuts to, I guess, later. And One year later. <laughs> yeah, something like that. One year later and suddenly everything's in color, even though it's still the 1800s. And the title of the picture is just his wanted poster, which is a good title card. I I like that. It's like, this is the movie you're watching. He's not a great guy. He kills people sometimes. Uh, Van Helsing is hunting... Doctor, he's Mr. Hyde. He's Mr. Hyde. Uh, Parker, do you want to do the impression of Mr. Hyde? No, I want to talk about how I had to put the volume up so loud to hear anything. And then that goddamn monster screamed in my face. Because <laughs> I was just writing the volume like, I can't hear a word. I cannot hear a word. Hello! Like, oh, shit. Jesus. I almost fucking fell off the couch. Like, all right. Oh, that's cool. We saw Dracula and Frankenstein's monster. Hello, I'm Mr. White. Like, oh, fuck. This movie's going to suck. <laughs> Now, Parker, I got a bit of a problem for you. I just realized um, there was another movie oh, with, no. with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Don't do this. Please don't do this. That my dad also liked. Oh, I know. The League of Extraordinary Men. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, thank you. It came Whatever. out the year prior, so that's two years in a row. Oh my god, my dad. Oh White Duckling is theater seats watching Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Chris, I will do that movie episode on one condition. <laughs> he asked him that. you show your dad the comic book page where Mr. Hyde rapes the Invisible Man to death. <laughs> if you record him looking at that page, I will watch that movie for you. <laughs> the fuck is this <laughs> what shreds it in front of you <laughs> what's he doing with his picker there oh jeez <laughs> that ain't right that ain't right I'll, I'll see what I can do um, thank you I don't ask for much boy he likes that movie a lot <laughs> he watches oh it every time it's on I have to admit that's one of the ones where I think he's watched it more times than I've watched uh, Van Helsing you know, it's all like, it's like coming together movie. for me that we've joked for the last year that like the mid two thousands are just the worst point for movies, <laughs> and it's all of your dad's favorite movies. <laughs> I think he's oh right. God, he does not watch good movies. So cool. Yeah, he, he boy, he really hates good movies sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a big fan of the League of, of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Van Helsing. God damn it! Oh, I just realized that I was really hoping we could do Hereditary next week. But it might not be in a theater near you, meaning we have an opening. Oh, uh, oh, hereditary might, oh, oh, hereditary might be in uh, Alamo. I don't know. I, I can look at it. Um, anyway, uh, so he's in there, and he, we get to see Mister Hyde's ass. Hello, it's me, Bob. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you brody, where did not miss me? I don't know. I kind of like that scene with him. Now, the one Fucking thing I have to admit, I did not like about that scene is. So it turns out the CGI is uh, 
Not quite as great as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching it off a of .wmv from LimeWire. It's a little shaky. Makes you wonder why they didn't just leave it in black and white so you wouldn't notice how bad uh, it was. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, it works for the mist, shit. Yeah, well, still. Uh, anyway, he ends up killing Dr. Jekyll slash Mr. Hyde. And, uh, the look on his face is like, huh, what? And then just immediately gets brained on the pavement. And the nerve of that one English bobby to look up to uh, the to the top of that cathedral and say, Van Helsing, you murderer! And then he makes a sign of the cross. Uh, Real respect. I wish he'd just been sitting in the room when he pulled out that grappling hook gun. <laughs> just, the, just the mumbled, oh my god. It's like, oh, it's this kind of movie, huh? I thought that was Great. cool. What the fuck? I played Zelda. <laughs> And anyway, then he goes to confession, which is what I would do. And uh, they're sitting down. I oh. like the conversation. I, oh, I he's think in it's... Italy now, by the way. Uh, well, he's a fast traveler <laughs> and uh, takes opponent. Are you talking about the 15-minute exposition scene where he explains how the secret society works? Yeah, there was the a whole, whole in lot it. of exposition right in there. It's like here's some oil paintings of some old men, and then also here's Kate Beckinsale's headshot. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it all looks really good. Yeah. You don't don't forget you woke up without any memories. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that doesn't come back in the third act. Well goodbye. The, see you in the sequel, see, maybe. This is where Dad had to like kind of pause the movie for us while we all moan, like, Dad, we're enjoying this movie oh, so much. Please don't explain <laughs> it to us. Uh and indeed, uh, he has to explain to us that Van Helsing in the book is nothing like this. Van Helsing's <laughs> just some <Sorry>. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Van Helsing is not some ancient avenging angel. He is uh, simply uh, a, a researcher who's out to kill Dracula, and he has nothing to do with Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Where well, you see, son, he was just a simple man who protected us from the blood sucking Jews. <laughs> oh, Dad, jeez. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. So Dad had to explain to us. It's like. Well, son, this has no connection to reality. And I said, doesn't the book have no connection to reality? And he never responded. And he fucking hit you. <laughs> he didn't hit me. The idea of your dad pausing Van Helsing and having to explain his inaccuracies. Is, is, this, is this like a Ready Player One where he called his, his step-uncle a noob? <laughs> Beatrice, tell Parker right, how much you like Ready Player One. You don't have to do that. I agree. I found it very interesting as well. <laughs> do you think at the very Let's end... Let's not have this start off on the wrong foot yeah, here. Do you, do you think at the end where he took out uh, Chucky and threw him at it, do you think he should have put on an Aaron Hernandez jersey and turned into Aaron Hernandez and started killing people? <laughs> on the podcast we made... It's the only reason he brought the Yeah, the Aaron bitch. Carter jokes fucking killed me. <laughs> oh, oh. Heaven needed another tight end. Oh. Rest in power. <laughs> party of the year anyway uh it's the worst murder in history so after looking upon kate beckinsale's uh headshot while a bunch of choral singers go in the background uh he decides to meet up with as our family called him that guy from 300 unless we were watching 300 in which we called him that guy from van helsing uh <laughs> i spent at least 30 minutes staring at him going I know you. I know your goofy Jim from the office face from somewhere. I can't place it. It drove me insane until I finally looked. And it turns out he's Faramir from Lord of the Rings. 
Uh, but you know he has a name. We're, we're I'm still gonna call him that guy from 300 for the entire. Podcast. I just call okay. him Medieval Q because that's what he is. Yeah, Hello, I, I've got gadgets. That's what we're doing in this movie. <laughs> Only water sure. and uh, Friar Paul, as he technically is. Wait, no, is it's Carl. Carl? Oh, Carl. you're right. Yeah, it is Carl. I thought it was Paul. I don't know why. Uh, Friar his Carl. Name is Carl? What the fuck? I'm got sure Vladislav and fucking Van Helsing. Hi, I'm Carl. <laughs> <laughs> fucking carl pilkington here what is <laughs> don't do that come on uh carl is actually my favorite part of the entire movie besides perhaps hugh jackman because carl's a, the comic relief and yes he is medieval is he? q but uh i i genuinely think he's pretty funny where uh like he's like uh well, you can't oh swear you're a friar and he says actually uh, or you're, you're you're a priest or something like that he's like actually i'm just a fry so i can swear all i want Damn it! Uh, like, we just sure. walks in after a werewolf is in. It's like, why does it smell like wet dog in here? <laughs> I love that. He's, he's got some of the best lines in the movie. Like, oh, One might even say good. the best lines. Agree to disagree. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Whom has the best lines besides Igor? No one. <laughs> there are no good lines. Oh, oh, Beatrice, I told you he didn't like this movie. We're gonna have to try I mean, to convince him. Because uh, it's not really a line as much as it is the. Later on, when the two vampire women are just crying, whatever they're doing as they sway around while a fan blows at them to make their dresses billow behind them. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that was kind of weird. They're the real MVPs. Of this they movie. had to work really hard. That cleavage, you know, did a whole lot of heavy lifting. So we did it. Yeah, you know, I have to admit. See, speaking as a young, impressionable fourteen-year-old, this movie did things to my body. Uh, I can only imagine how Beatrice felt after watching Dracula. Really uncomfortable. That fucking hair, man. Um, so fabulous. Yeah. So uh, he decides he'll go over to Transylvania, Romania, one of those. They're, they're basically the same place. And uh, that goth girl I dated is going to be so mad if she hears this. Anyway, he so he takes that little boat there. I don't know why they showed that boat scene. Besides to establish, yes, he took a boat. He didn't just walk over there. Oh, because the bitch is <laughs> like, oh, I've never very seen important. the sea. And then she gets burned at the sea. That's why they showed that. the boat. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, neither of us remember that. We, we both dust <laughs> off, I guess. So, uh, Oh, no. I was lucid. I remember every second of it, Chris. Oh, yeah. So uh, he gets to... London, Transylvania, and uh, sure, yeah, he's meeting up with a bunch of the townsfolk who don't seem to like him. And uh, we're oh wait 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 I forgot the introduction of Kate Beckinsale besides her headshot. It's just <laughs> hey remember her ass, and uh, she's <laughs> battling a werewolf in this vampire movie. Uh, oh now imagine you're Kate Beckinsale. You've done at this point maybe like five or six underworld movies. And you're like, okay, I'm getting sick of battling vampires and werewolves. I have to move on in some capacity. Let's do this Van Helsing project. This will probably be a lot of fun. Finally, we'll get a new franchise that's going to have all these sequels, and I won't have to put on this stupid ass skin tight outfit ever again. I won't have to. Uh, I won't have to do a stupid accent. I won't have to argue I'll about family members. I'll never have to talk about werewolves or any nonsense like that ever again. That's for sure. And then she made this. And uh, that scene was actually pretty good, although I have to admit, it's another case where the uh, CGI does not hold up. <laughs> the, the shock and sadness in your voice is incredible. I remember when I was a kid, I saw that scene where the werewolf burst out of his cage. That always made me jump. I was just like, whoa, he's coming after her. And now I see it, I'm just like, oh, he's not really there. <laughs> 
You were so immersed in the movie. I was it's so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, immersed when your dad wasn't you know stopping to explain. Be- That's not how werewolves transform. <laughs> Lon Chaney's a liberal cuckold. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> All right, play. No. <laughs> oh, if dad ever uses the word cuckold around me, I, I don't think I'll visit anymore. Oh, I want your dad to be alt-right so bad. I'm so sorry. Like, that'd be terrible for you. No, but it'd be really good for me. <laughs> your dad just started sending you Ben Shapiro videos. <laughs> No, that's nice try. Uh, it's yeah. uh, anyway. That scene comes and goes, and then we forget about it. And he goes to the little town there, and uh, they decide, "Oh, let's battle one of the uh, vampire women." Unfortunately, all three come along. And uh, Parker, what what would you like to say about the vampire women in this movie? <laughs> they, I don't know what movie they're in or <laughs> what direction they've been given, but they are giving it everything. Uh, they are holding nothing back in these performances. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. One of the great things about this movie is the performances. Sure. And that's, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, one of the things I like about it. Uh, the I don't Like you say, I don't quite know what they're doing because they seem to be in a different movie from everyone else. The voices they that they do... They get progressively more Crypt Keeper as the movie goes on. Yes, that is true. It's incredible. She's stalking that that she's stalking Kate Beckinsale in that house, and all of a sudden it cuts to her drinking the blood of some guy. It's like, how did she kill him so quickly? Like, come on, it's ridiculous. <laughs> she has like some shitty little pun too. Yeah, thirty years, perfectly aged or whatever. They all have really stupid oh. accents. Um, Thank you for just immediately recalling it, Parker. You don't understand. <laughs> I know this movie like the back of my hand. Uh, or really like the back of my dad's hand coming to crush my face. So, uh, <laughs> stupid names like Mishka and Alira or whatever. Marishka. Beatrice, what does Marishka mean in Russian? Little Maria. <laughs> now, why do we know that? Who knows? Uh, anyway, there, there's a couple scenes that I really like there. I like the idea of using holy water, and then he just throws it out. I was like, oh, well, despite that, then he just points I like oh, the idea. The I don't like when he goes, holy water, and throws it. <laughs> and then he points, like the football. church. I don't know. I like that friar. It's my favorite part. The other thing, here's something I really got to point out. So there's a scene where one of the vampire women grabs a, a cow and throws it into a church, and I just feel bad for the cow, and evidently so did Stephen Summers, because after that whole scene is done, he cuts to the cow. The cow is okay. <laughs> He's just like, don't worry, Peta. We're, we're good for it. <laughs> I didn't even realize they cut back to the cow. I remember that distinctly. I was That's just like, incredible. oh, good. But <laughs> your dad paused that, too. <laughs> it's like, Chris, you can stop crying. The cow's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Snap out of it. You want to be a man, don't you? So, Kate Beckinsale and Hugh Jackman. I tell you what, Hugh Jackman, I want to pause to talk about him. Has Hugh Jackman ever given a movie less than his best? I love Hugh Jackman. That guy is such a good actor. And this is a movie where it really shows. I like his performance in this. I genuinely do. I think he's giving... Okay, look, I'm going to cut your audio pretty soon. He, he is, like, one of my favorite parts about this movie. He's, he's giving it his all, and it's, like, subtle, it's restrained, it's... I can't believe I'm making this call. It is difficult because I think this is a movie that has a lot to do with Stephen Summers' previous effort, The Mummy, because you look at who carried The Mummy. It was Brendan Fraser. And same thing here is Hugh Jackman's carrying this movie. And you have to compare who's more charismatic. And I cannot believe that I'm saying that Brendan Fraser at some point in history was more charismatic than Hugh Jackman. But I I have to admit, it was pretty close. 
Really? Because I just saw Hugh Jackman playing the straight man, and then it would cut away to Dracula walking on the roof and hissing and gallivanting around <laughs> as the fucking brides cried with, Oh, we lost the babies! And then they'd all hiss at each other, and then they went off, they floated off to go fuck each other. In ice. So, yeah, so I don't really know how you compare Hugh Jackman to that. I, well, you know, I still, I don't know. I Because you go from him just... Oh yeah, 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 they call me murderer to whatever that was. <laughs> I, I look. I thought he gave a really good performance in this. Now, Parker, I got a question for you. Are you familiar with the name Robert E. Howard? I feel like this is a trick. Well, he wrote the Conan books, and uh, additionally, he wrote some other books. He wrote uh, one of my favorite books, Almeric, and he also wrote the Solomon Kane series. Solomon Kane was a Puritan who went about vanquishing evil throughout the earth, and it's actually a really, really good series. He made a shitty movie that we watched one time. Uh, don't ever watch the movie version of Solomon Kane, but um, <coughs> the uh, the books of Solomon Kane are surprisingly pretty good uh you have to put them in their time period there's a whole lot of the uh black savages in there but uh, other than that <laughs> as you do yeah as, no wonder my dad likes i mean them. you do have a tracker yeah those well movies. yeah okay <laughs> but uh overall oh my god can you show your dad that scene i'm sorry i'm sorry which scene <laughs> from the oh no the i no he i no I don't <laughs> just imagine that. watching going <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, they think they're people. <laughs> anyway, the I'm thing sorry. about Solomon Kane is that he even has the same hat that Van Helsing wears in this movie, except it's even taller. So whenever I watch this movie, I keep thinking, you know what? If they had just called this movie Solomon Kane, it would have been so much better. His hat is so big he's got the world's it's biggest so hat it's so ill-fitting <laughs> he looks like a, such an asshole the, the biggest question here like is why does he wear that hat i don't understand it because he's hiding that lush beautifully conditioned bouncy hair oh you got that, that does not fit in this movie he is whatsoever. definitely using lots of l'oreal how many bottles of shampoo do you think he used on the set oh, i just want to run my hands through oh. he's got this eight foot tall 10 gallon hat on <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about fucking like Spongebob where it's all the Texas episode <laughs> okay I'll be right back <laughs> hurry up lad can't squat like this forever <laughs> I just think of always sitting where they're wearing the duster and they're trying to trade it back and forth <laughs> I'm just walking around in this stupid jacket oh boy I think this movie's good as hell Anyway, it's so, really good. He turned me around. Yeah, so he talks okay back in sale being like okay I'm gonna go fight this uh, naughty Dracula guy and instead, Kate Beckinsale gets attacked by her brother, who is a werewolf. Now, you have to admit, this scene's pretty good, because, like, the werewolf transformation, that's actually some of the best CGI in the movie, because, like, one of my favorite things about it is that it makes it look like the monster is coming from within. That was a deliberate choice. And that looks really cool, right? Yeah, that was really yeah. good. Ah, thank you, finally. Genuine praise. Okay, and then afterwards... He, uh, he's like chasing after the werewolf and then he gets distracted by the uh, Undertaker who looks like Richard O'Brien in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <clears throat> Don't dream it. Be it. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's gonna kill him with a shovel, and then like the world's worst joke comes about. I was like, "Oh, sorry, it's just uh, my nature." Boy, I tell you what, didn't laugh that hard on my one, two, three, four, five, four hundredth time watching this movie. <laughs> so uh, then that Did your dad let out a nice chuckle. <laughs> He's gonna kill him. <laughs> no. no, dad wasn't watching it with us. What a shame. We should have got old Papa Field down what? here. No, he was a bit. Yeah, I think he was. Oh, the Red Sox game was over, so dad felt like going to sleep. We beat the Astros. <laughs> is it? Is it like BoJack Horseman, where he just keeps watching the same? Red Sox game. Shut the fuck up about my culture, first of all. <laughs> of all the games to watch, they put out the Bill Buckner one? You couldn't just... Cause oh, like, okay, I understand that an episode was probably made before Malcolm Butler intercepted it at the goal line, but we would watch that on repeat, and we do. We're not gonna fucking watch the helmet catch over and over again. I wasn't expecting you to take a stand on that joke. <laughs> No, I have to admit, and Alex will back me up on this, is when we watched it together, I was I was just like, like, my head was in my hands the entire time. She's like, so Chris, is this how pe- people in Boston really are? And she was like, yes, this is a nearly 100% portrayal of how people in Boston are. <laughs> can't talk during the game. <laughs> game talk, can't talk during the game. <laughs> Oh my god, you don't know the half of it. So. <laughs> oh my god, I'm willing to learn. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, so they lose track of that werewolf who, oh no, was being forced to work for uh, Dracula. Hey Beatrice, uh, refresh my memory, what happened next? Uh, just tell me about Dracula. Yeah. Just paint a word picture. Yeah, let's do that. He's just... Beautiful and fabulous. Nothing else to him. Oh, yeah. When he has no else, heart. Yeah. Oh, I remember. You might know that. Oh yeah, I have no <laughs> heart, and I will live forever. It is not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts laughing. It's like I'm at war with the world and every living soul in it. Look, Boy. Parker, I've seen this movie several times. He is having a wonderful time <laughs> filming this movie. Yeah. He's so old. Well, he's immortal. No, like the actor. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think we're at the part where Dracula throws the wolfman into the chair and flips the switch. Yeah. To bring things to life. Which are really good faces from Velkin right there, yeah. Which is the point where I pause and realize there's still over an hour left. Yeah, this movie is is longer than we anticipated. Astounding. It is eternal that leads to one of my favorite scenes is like most men's heartbeats they get so loud when i'm nearby i can almost dance to that but yours he's so quiet <laughs> very peculiar which is a moment where dad wanted to stand up in the back of the theater and go he's a homo so, <laughs> that's actually that is another bit of field family lore no my dad did not say that but my dad heard it when we went to go see 300 featuring the guy from van helsing uh <laughs> there's a scene where we saw it on opening night dad was like yeah i'm gonna get uh chris and henry into an r-rated movie and mom's like okay but be back in time for supper uh we were watching it and it's a scene where um God. Uh, who's a Xerxes? Xerxes, yeah. Xerxes is putting his fingers on Leonidas's shoulders, and like whispering in his ear, "I can make you one of the most powerful generals in my army." Some guy in the back of the theater stood up and, and bellowed, "He's a homo!" <laughs> and everyone laughed really hard. <laughs> 
that that is a future episode 300 i love that is your life just like married with children <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> it's not that far off except my dad loves you me. are a fucking abc <laughs> sitcom from 1998 oh boy and and our aunt roseanne loved this movie too anyway oh, <laughs> We'd like to take a moment <laughs> and apologize. Fallen comments do not represent how uh, the movie <laughs> feels about it. It's a complete lack of black people. Um, anyway, uh, They're it in is. Transylvania. This is about the strangest movie because Van Helsing is actually the Archangel Gabriel, which again, nothing to do with the book. It makes has, no sense. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Beatrice, Alira is listed as Dracula's most sadistic con- concubine. So they they have like. Like sliding uh, levels. Of, I like how they're called concubines. Yeah, that's one of my dramas. Like <laughs> she watches a lot of Chinese <laughs> dramas with concubines. Um, so uh, this most powerful geisha. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Van Helsing has to leave, and uh, the vampire kids die. Way to go. Um, anyway, just, I want to know how they laid those. Exactly. The same way women do. They poop them out from their butts. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how I've come to understand it internally. Yeah. Or externally, really. Um, I gotta tell you, so, it. like, they're going along, they're looking at all the egg sacs hanging from the ceiling, and, and she's like, where did they come from? He's like, one man with, for 400 years with three gorgeous women? And I'm just like, oh, that's a sex joke. And uh, it's one of those things you're really... Dad, you, got, you really got me the goods. This, this movie's got everything. <laughs> oh, I'm growing up now. So they're like, okay, we have to regroup, reformulate our opinion. Let's talk with Drac- with Frankenstein's monster to help us in our plans. Boy, this is the most not belonging in this movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. They, I think they must have shot this in the sequel at the same time or something. It owns, because Frankenstein's monster appears an hour into the movie and then just starts yelling the thesis Why? of the movie Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, my God, this Frankenstein's monster. Monster? You're the monster! <laughs> Got it. Great. Thank you so much. I've done nothing wrong. So, okay. so Van Helsing cannot allow him to be killed because he still has a soul, even though the Vatican wants him killed. Pretty subtle commentary on my religion. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking, by the way. <laughs> hey, news came out for the Vatican. You have to kill him. What? Have they met him? Who are they to judge? <laughs> That's a really, really good minutes. scene. Let me just start choking out this Is... friar representative of God right here. They're like drowning. What? They've never met. Who are they to say if he's mad or not? He has a right to life like everyone else. Fucking like, oh, uh, uh, shit. Kate Beckinsale's almost drowning in her idiotic dress over there, and he's having a regular one. <laughs> he's just having a normal one. <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about this. We should probably talk I'm about. Not mad. They're fucking. That Sorry. is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll cut that. Stop it. Sorry. Um, she's watching a YouTube video. It's like a Kirby refrigerator. <laughs> no, I want that. Oh, it's so cute. Do you think he transforms into a washing machine that can walk on a console? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a solo reference right there for you. Back to reality. We forgot to talk about the uh, the masquerade ball that he throws for Kate Beckinsale that they just ripped wholesale from Labyrinth. <laughs> it's incredible. How much time and money went into these choreographed dances in this elaborate set? I have no idea. Way, That's like one of my favorite things about this movie, where it's like, this is the I part, this is the apple nice. scene. Uh, in our family, 
we had apple scenes. Apple scenes were scenes that Henry and I didn't like very much because it was girly stuff. So we would go upstairs to go get an apple or make some popcorn or something. We did that during uh, Sally song uh, during uh, hey. uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Every single time. Oh, Rose, she's talking about feelings. Something in the wind. Yeah, we will be right back after a message from these sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Like Go up the there nice as and, much nice and slow. We're not even running up the stairs at this point. Yeah, keep it running. Okay, so, let's see. And I want as much as I'm shitting yeah, on this movie, I do love all of the sets and like how elaborate like this underground lair is and all that. Now, let's talk about I'm the very sets. much into big dumb sets. Because the sets really match the time period. I think the time period is one of the reasons that I like this. See, uh, I, I'm, I've never been good at the Castlevania series, but the few games I've played of it, I actually kind of like. And I think it's part of the, you know, the time period. It kind of looks good together. Not necessarily steampunk, although I guess that grappling gun and... Uh, uh, crossbow oh, were steampunk-ish but that's uh, one of the reasons I like The Mummy so much is that it doesn't take place during modern day it has its own sort of time period and that's what makes it so much fun to watch so I don't know I think that's one of the reasons that I like it and that does tie into the sets you know I mean it is a very I was going to say beautiful movie there are beautiful locations in this movie the movie itself is not very beautiful because it looks like hot garbage Hey, but I mean <laughs> CGI is not good. I'm sorry. You kept, you kept saying she's going to talk down to you. The most she says is, "Hey, I'm really tired." Oh, uh, don't worry. We're almost done. Um, so they're like, okay. "No, we're not," because we're at 90 minutes into the movie, and then they just decide to give us Kate Beckinsale's entire heritage. Well, then her ancestor begat this man who made a deal with Dracula and the devil. That was Fuck. really bizarre. The movie should be over, and we're talking about oil paintings of these old white dudes. <laughs> yeah, this guy talked to the devil, and they banished him to the ice fortress, and he was like, I can't kill him, I'm too much of a pussy, but my kids can do it if they find this haunted map or something. Now, all throughout this, in some way, Van Helsing gets bitten by a werewolf. It is going oh, to God. turn into a werewolf, unless they can find him the cure before the Midnight Bell rings its 12th tone. There's a scene in this movie where Frankenstein's monster is like, ah, you've been bitten! And he gets knocked unconscious (laughs) by a rock. It's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Wait, who the fuck played Frankenstein? Shuler Hensley? Who the hell is that? Fucking Frankenstein's monster sounds like a caricature of Indiana Jones' little sidekick from Oh, man. (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's gold, Van Helsing. <laughs> you know this guy who played young, Fr- or who played Frankenstein's monster was also in a movie that came in 2015 called Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Oh no! Move it up. <laughs> and the Legend of Zorro, not the good I version. I thought you were gonna say Zelda. No, he wasn't in the Legend of Zelda. Uh, speaking of good character actors, let's talk about my man, my little buddy Betty. What a babe. Uh, first of all, I've, I've seen The Mummy like three hundred times, something like that. I so love not as much, not as often as I've seen Van Helsing. Strangely I enough, I think I've seen it more. Yeah, I think you have. Uh, that was I my favorite as a kid. I had a lot of favorite characters in The Mummy because The Mummy is a character-driven uh, narrative, and one of the characters that I really liked in there was my little buddy Benny. Uh, that's the one we couldn't stop talking about. It's like, yeah, my little buddy Benny. I think I'll kill you. <laughs> and then, anyway, Stephen Summer is like, you know what? There are a lot of really, really good actors in there. We got uh, 
Jonathan was a lot of fun. We got uh, that that old guy who ended up dying in the in the sandstorm who flew the plane. He was really cool. Uh, we got the guy who played the mummy who went on to star in Zeus and Roxanne. We have Brendan Fraser, <laughs> but let's bring back my little buddy Benny. <laughs> Kevin J. O'Connor, I hope you like sitting under a heroic amount of makeup. You're going to play Igor. <laughs> As you went on this diatribe, I just looked down on my notes and just saw... I hate Igor. <laughs> oh. I hate him so much. Uh, Igor was actually uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I think. God damn I it! Think, I think it was just the one line where he's like torturing the werewolf. He's like, "Igor, why must you torture that animal so?" And he just says, "It's what I do." <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah, oh, you chuckled. You chuckled. You you think it's funny? And then he says, "Remember, do unto like others that, before they do unto me." <laughs> And then everything else that he does is really lame and stupid. But I I gotta admit, I was like, yeah, that one line was enough to kind of sell me on Igor. That and the fact that I was watching, it's like, is that fucking Benny? <laughs> Look, all I know is we're like an hour 40, almost an hour 45 into this movie. And then they walk through a glass and like, by the way, there's a werewolf cure up there. Good luck. Oh, yeah. They walk through the ice to get to the snowtop mountain to get to that castle in the sky. Castle and, Dracula. Yeah, Castle Dracula in order to find the cure for <laughs> werewolfism. And <laughs> Igor and and uh, Carl, a.k.a. that guy from 300, fight on a bridge. Beatrice, tell me about the bridge. That stupid bridge. As no arch support, <laughs> of course it was doomed to fall from the very beginning. Passion. Yeah, that was also my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Watching movies in my house is uh, quite a wild ride, as you can tell. <laughs> so, Parker, how do they find the way to get to this little video game lair? Oh my god. Oh my god, is this the map? Yeah. Because the they introduced the, the piece map, of the scroll the map, in the first ten map. minutes, like, here you go, I'm sure this won't be important later, goodbye now, movie. where did and they find this map? It. Whom could know? Hood, I'm sure we'll get in a backstory in the next movie. And why was that chair in the way of the the missing piece? <laughs> a lot of good questions. A lot of good, <laughs> good questions. So we move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that final battle. Beatrice, why did he have so many windows in Cashel Dracula? Yeah, that's what I was complaining about. Why have windows if you're just going to fly through them? Especially when they're shaped for... Dracula and his wing form. Yeah. A lot of good questions. <laughs> uh, but like, we get to this big climactic thing. All we've seen of Frankenstein's monsters. Like, oh, I just want to live. I want to be alive. I want to be normal. And then he sees him. He's like, oh, go save yourself. There's a cure for werewolfism. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he gets electrocuted. <laughs> I don't understand this movie. He just wants friends. So, uh, anyway, all the vampire women die, so no more cleavage. <laughs> and uh, Van Helsing is able to kill Dracula, which I thought you couldn't do. And has my favorite, least satisfying movie thing possible. Oh, we killed the main bad guys. Well, the other bad guys just exploded. It's fine. Everyone's okay. Don't worry about the little bat monsters. Oh, remember when uh, that guy from 300 was like in the town and, she's, and he saves that girl's life and she's like, how can I repay you? He whispers in her ear, obviously... 
talk about uh, canoodling. And uh, and she's like, you can't do that. You're a priest. He's like, well, actually, I'm just a friar. It cuts back to her face, now made up and clean, no longer grimy. And I was like, oh, man, they're going to play a lot of Scrabble tonight. Anyway, uh, so Van Helsing, in his rage, accidentally attacks Anna, who still sticks him with a cure, but she dies. Oh my god, I forgot. So Van Helsing accidentally kills the lead actress. So, and then he cries. Yeah. Oh my god. As he shits, like my dog. Because we get to the end, and he's about to burn her body like Darth Vader. And I look over and go, what if her fucking face shows up like Mufasa? And as soon as I finish seeing it, Kate Beckett's stupid face appears in the clouds. Oh my god. I forgot about that. Oh my god. You know, that's the oh thing, is God. like, okay, I we do happen to come from a family of Catholics, so when he says at the very beginning of the movie that their family cannot enter the gates of St. Peter unless they somehow kill Dracula, that scene did kind of affect me. I was just like, oh, I hope they get to go to heaven. That'd be really nice. I was legit expecting them to be, like, to actually zoom into them on a cloud with, like, big fake white wings and, like, a little halo on a stick above their heads. It would have been better than what they got. <laughs> So long, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it made the two hours that preceded it so, so worth it. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time in a movie. Oh my god, I could not believe it. And then they get on horseback to go to their next adventure while Frankenstein's monster rides out onto the water. Oh, excuse me. Rides out! <laughs> <laughs> the movie ends with Kate Beckinsale's face in the clouds <laughs> cut to credits dedicated to my dad like, fucking what How by the way can we dad? just mention that in the whole like climactic battle Frankenstein's monster just like all this shit with these grappling hooks cause there's like 18 different grappling hook scenes swinging around like a dickhead for 10 minutes and then lands and then just, and then waddles around like he's got mud butt just kinda <laughs> haunching back and forth <laughs> I, you, if you wanted to see a movie where Frankenstein's monster would grapple hook around Castle Dracula boy have we got the movie for you <laughs> yelling like Gimli from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it took me the whole movie to place where that voice reminded me of. And that's all I hear now. <laughs> Fucking Gimli what a good movie. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name because fuck him. Four foot tall racist. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Gimli, ouch my groin. Speaking of, there's a couple <laughs> moments of sexual tension where uh, when Kate Beckinsale Disagree. and Hugh Jackman first meet, they're both on top of each other constantly. Like, how does that keep oh happening? God. He just wakes up and her crotch is right in his face. It's the most 2004 ass joke I've Exactly. Ever seen. It's just like, oh goodness, this is awkward. <laughs> Might as well throw in a fucking Dixie Chicks joke already. <laughs> Jesus. And someone can say they're Rick James. Where is Shane the press he is from? The Texas. Oh, man. <laughs> Parker. Parker, tell me something. Yes. Have you ever seen the movie Dracula Dead and Loving It? Stop. No. Oh, no, you should see it. Van Helsing's in that, too. Oh, good. <laughs> More Continue the adventures. Movies. So, Parker, would this have is this better or worse than what they would have done in the new Universal Monsters Monsterverse? 
That is such a different kind of terrible. It's incredible that twice in the last 20 years they've had the rights to all these monsters and they cannot figure it out one bit. Like, at least this tries to be a movie. It has way too many ideas. It has, like, 40 different scripts in it. But it's a movie. The mummy just stops, like, halfway end up for a whole 20-minute scene of Russell Crowe walking around a lab going, Yeah, there's monsters out there. Also, I'm Mr. Hyde. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. You should watch The Mummy. Uh, one of these days I'm going to get around to it. I love that movie. No, he's talking about the Tom Cruise version. God damn it. <laughs> wait, I think I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. I, wait. You may have seen that in theaters. I don't know. Wait, the one with the female uh, mummy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really shitty. Oh boy, I got nervous for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> This is about to be a. Quick I mean, what were you going to do if she had said, "Oh yeah, it was really good." It was really good. All right, great. So I'll see you next week. <laughs> I hate Tom Cruise too because he's a Scientologist. Uh, uh, how do we uh, explain? Uh, Parker and I have converted to Scientology. <laughs> God, my themes are so low right now. I don't. <laughs> I don't think she's ever seen some of the really good Tom Cruise movies, such as Battlefield Earth. I mean, uh, A Few Good Men. I think I've seen that. A Few Good Men's really good. I just want to watch Collateral now, I'll be honest with all you. I'm, all I'm thinking about now is the uh, is that scene from the critic, uh, a, few, a Few More Good Men, where they're all Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The truth is you talk like me, you act like me, you haven't got an original <laughs> bone in your body. Come the sonographer read the back. What do I look like? A freaking mind, a bird? <laughs> Is this going to turn into a critic podcast? Well, I I think it already is. I think yes. that's the way it started yes. off. We're, we're very close to just saying, it stinks! Why don't you watch him anymore, Chris? Wait, what? You used to watch The Critic a lot. You oh, watch I, I watched the entire show. Oh. It, it was not on TV when I watched it. <laughs> oh. Never mind. You find it patronizing to your new profession. Oh. This isn't really... I wish I got paid for this. <laughs> oh, buddy... So do I. We should open up an online store and I can have like, we can have like a little audio record that says, buy my shirt. Buy my shirt. (laughs) Jesus. When will the politically correct textbooks get here? I don't know. When's the the bus driver? You think he's okay? He or she, son. He or she. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is all hope lost? <laughs> They're walking by Shea Stadium in the video game. Uh oh, it's Nickel Beer Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the funniest lines. <laughs> they got the little. This him as a little boy. <laughs> he wants to ride the horse. He gets on the horse off screen. He hears the most sickening crack. And the guy's like, Patches, no! (laughs) 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 The crack, the bones just snatching. Oh, God.
<laughs> oh man, I, I might have to rewatch that show. That show fucking owns. Same. <laughs> ah. So, what are we doing next week, friend? Uh, good question. Let me see if uh, was it you called it Hereditary? Yes. Let me check the old Alamo. I can see it without Beatrice. She doesn't like it when I watch movies without her. She thinks we're dating. Hey. Um, My friend see. made me watch Avatar recently. The one with the blue people. I'm just like looking <laughs> at her right now. I'm not <laughs> saying it was good. Let me tell you, that, that is a movie great. that... <laughs> that movie's a theater experience. Ah, Hereditary. Here we go. Actually, I, okay, first of all, we gotta do Ocean's 8. Although we have to do it somehow without Alex, uh. though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's fucking bras running around. Go, bip, 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 bip. We gotta steal this. I didn't fucking like yeah, it. See you next week. Talk about girls all fighting with each other. Tell you what, if I want to say that, I could just go around the office. Am I right, boys? Um, Every sentence ends with folks. <laughs> now, ladies, we are here to protect you. See how much we care about you. We're watching a. Well, Hereditary is over two hours, and it's a horror movie. Ooh, that's that sounds fun. Make my heart hurt. Great. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me check. I'm gonna watch it. Love to have panic attacks in the theater. Oh, good news! It's playing near me. I can oh see god. it on Sunday. I, I almost screamed in the beginning. Oh my of god! The film. Okay, so we're we're watching. We're sitting down in the theater to watch Big. She's got her loaded fries. We got a bowl of popcorn between us, and I got my pretzel, and our waters. And um, we're like, yeah. I wonder what the pre-show will be. The guy next to me is like, there's got to be a pre-show. There was no pre-show. In fact, the screen was never even on. They never even showed any trailers or anything. And then all of a sudden, it's seven oh eight. Oh my god! And it just came out of nowhere. Bitch just about jumped and hit the ceiling. <laughs> all I could think about was just like, what if someone, what if someone brought their baby to the theater? <laughs> just hear this ear piercing scream. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. Just imagine. Da, 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 and baby starts shrieking. <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't have got on this flight. <laughs> and now I can't hear the words ear piercing yell without thinking of that Chad poop comic. <laughs> just one foot on the tank. <laughs> I was watching BoJack with Alex, and all I could think about the entire time was just that incel virgin sitting on the toilet hiding his dick. <laughs> Covering his junk and timing the flashes. <laughs> so cool. Like, the entire time, it's like, it's like, it's like there's not a whole lot that's funny about that, because, you know, there are some guys who are like that, but, like, the whole hiding the dick thing, like, come on, just the way he's sitting with both hands on, I was like, what are you doing? Whereas just the words, <laughs> the Chad Earthquake. <laughs> it's just ear piercing yell. Just imagine some guy getting into the stall just screaming. <laughs> just going super saiyan over there. I want to be alive! Oh, God. Let me flush real quick. <laughs> Y'all need TP over there. <laughs> Just grab onto something, bite your lip, and give it out, man. Freaking size monster screaming, Why? <laughs> he poops. 
I just want to live! As he just fires out of his asshole. <laughs> oh, it's the poop joke for the episode. Um... <laughs> Like the walls are just shaking around him. He gets hit by lightning while just furiously taking shit. <laughs> uh, Alright, so Hereditary next week? <sighs> yeah, sure. You've been looking forward to this one, right? It's a, it's a horror movie or something? It's like Wish Upon? A24 usually doesn't steer me wrong. Is it like Wish Upon? No, it's not like Wish Upon, Chris. Woo!